Good morning, it's Thursday the 26th of January 2023. It's Iconic CEO Jamie Icke and this is The Daily Download. Welcome to the first episode of this new daily podcast that will go out every single morning, 9am every weekday, available on Spotify and on Iconic to all subscribers. What I'm going to be doing is going through a few stories of the day and having a bit of commentary on them to discuss what is really going on behind them. So to start with today, this story is from the BBC. Uh, it's an update from the Ukraine war. We've seen this week there's been a lot of debate about tanks being sent to Ukraine. Germany are the country that were being put under pressure to authorise that. It seems they have now done so. And Ukrainian President Zelensky urges speedy delivery of them. This is a man who's been given massive amounts of military support, massive amounts of financial support, of which there is questions as to where that money is going because there doesn't seem to be any transparency. While all along there is no talk of de-escalation, there is no talk of trying to solve any kind of peace with Putin. Earlier on in the war, Zelensky was actually quoted as saying any peace talks would have to not involve the Russian president. Well, that seems like him basically saying he doesn't want peace talks because that's not going to happen unless for some miraculous reason Putin was to resign, quit or die, let's say, for example. So it just goes to show that clearly there is no appetite from the Ukrainian side to end this war. And therefore, this will just continue to go on and on and on. And this military and financial support has no end in sight. So where does this end is the question I want people to think about today. At which point do we have to just admit that we are at war with Russia? When the entire world, with the exception of China, probably North Korea and Iran, have unified against Russia, they've backed them into a corner, they've sent large amounts of military and financial support to their enemies, at what point are they going to say enough is enough and act as if we are at war with them and fight back? I call for urgent peace talks for the international community to come together and unite and force these two countries to talk and engage in some kind of peace. I would make any support for Ukraine absolutely based on that stipulation. Because at the moment he is just getting funded and funded and funded while no barriers and no um, stipulations are being put on that money so therefore it will just continue forever that's not what can happen we need to be stopping that funding we need to be getting these countries in a room and we need to be sorting out this debate and we're sorting out this conversation and maybe in some cases the ukrainian side are going to have to take a knee on a few things sometimes when you're negotiating you don't get everything you want but for the greater good you have to sometimes accept the odd thing you don't want that unfortunately is part of life because if this continues, this conflict, you're going to end up with a bankrupt West. Here in the UK, there's already discussions that the weapons that we have, we have given to Ukraine cannot be replaced. There's not the money there to do that. So you're going to end up with a bankrupt West, a broken Ukraine and a completely isolated Russia. I don't see that as a good recipe for world peace. Another story, the Office for National Statistics here in the UK are blaming less than 4% of the recent excess deaths in the UK on COVID. It's been a conversation even in the mainstream now that there is an excess death toll in the UK over the last year or so, but they're not really explaining what that is. Things like COVID, long COVID and so on are being blamed. However, this statistic, which is from the government's official statistics committee, the ONS, says that less than 4% of the recent excess come from COVID. So what did the other 96% of excess deaths die of. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you'll have your own theory and I'll leave that one with you. However, in recent weeks, Chris 
Chris Whitty, or Chris Pratt as I like to call him, the UK's chief medical officer, has laughed and blamed the excess deaths on people not getting their statins. Now, statins are medication that are given for heart issues, and they seem to be giving them out like candy at the moment because so many people seem to be having heart issues. Again, I'll leave that with you to conclude what may have caused the uptick in that. Sticking on the, shall we say, the COVID lie, this is something that was inevitable. Former UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock was assaulted on the London Underground Tube yesterday. Police say a 61-year-old man was arrested on the suspicion of common assault and a public order offence. Now, how this man, Matt Hancock, has the audacity and the guts to get on the tube, given what he's done and given what many people now know that he has done in terms of overseeing the systematic murder of the elderly in care homes across the UK through COVID. I find it quite brave that he has the audacity to get on the tube. Then again, he had the audacity to go on reality TV, get paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to do so while pretending he all did, you know, pretending he was the good guy. And miraculously, many in the country seemed to buy it and he ended up finishing third. Now, for me, this is just the beginning because still the knowledge of what Matt Hancock and the people around him have done is very minimal in terms of the amount of people in the country that know it compared to the amount of people that there are to know it. So when the truth comes out, which it will come out as it always comes out in the wash, this kind of thing is going to be common practice, if not worse. Now, I'm not an advocate of violence. I don't like violence of any kind. However, these people need consequences and they will be given them. And as far as I'm concerned, this man needs to see, Matt Hancock, I mean, not the man that attacked him, needs to see the inside of a jail cell very, very soon. And the key needs to be thrown to the depths of the Atlantic Ocean. This man is all criminal. This man is a psychopath. And this man is a murderer for what he has done. And he needs to face justice. And the fact that more people clearly are starting to see that, hence this attack, is, don't condone the attack, but I see it as a positive sign that people are starting to say enough is enough and confront these people. Now, the final story this morning. Does freedom of speech matter if it only matters for us? Now, I'm asking this question. It's an open-ended question to you to think about today. Now, we have complained, we have moaned, we have suggested that the mainstream media have their narrative, they don't give voices to people who oppose that narrative, and they only give voices to those who tow a party line. We've seen it through a number of events over the years, and that's why so much of the world's population has a very skewed one-sided view of any given event or indeed life itself. Now, if we're the, as an alternative independent media, if we do the same, but only give a voice to people that are on our side, let's say, are we just as bad? Now, the reason I bring this topic up today is yesterday here at Iconic Studios, we had former leader of the EDL and very controversial character, Tommy Robinson, in studio. He sat down for an hour with Gareth. That episode will be available next week. He spoke about everything from his life, from you know how he got into the EDL, through his court cases, through his prison time, the effects on his family and what he's doing now and how his views may have changed over the years. Now, when we posted a picture of this, myself and Gareth, on our social media channels last night, saying that this interview was coming, the resistance, the abuse, the comments, your sellouts, your this, your controlled opposition, why are you having him on, why are you doing this, I actually found quite disturbing and quite terrifying. When 
we complain, as I said, to the mainstream media that they have their narrative, they only have certain people on, that they know what they're going to say. They won't have people like David on, for example, to discuss things because they don't know what he's going to say and they know that he's not going to toe a party line. Why are we at the point in the independent media where just because you have a certain guest on, that means you endorse them, that means you agree with everything they say, that means you are basically complicit and aligning yourself with their ideologies and philosophies. That's not the job of a media channel. That is not what we do here. We interview people that have things to say. Whether we agree with that or whether we don't, that doesn't matter. That's not the job of a journalist. The job of a journalist is to get the truth and get the understanding of what someone believes, what drives them and why they do it so that the audience can view it and be intelligent enough to make up their own mind based on what this person is saying. And as somebody who is from one of the most lied about families, certainly in the UK, possibly the world, when I see what the media say and how they portray somebody, I'm always sceptical and I want to hear about that for myself. That is what I said from day one when we launched Iconic, that you can always expect from me as CEO, that I will always fight for the truth, for freedom of speech, a freedom of speech absolutist, not just for somebody that I agree with, for people I don't. And the fact that we had someone on who's a controversial, divisive figure, I don't see as something that we should be shouted down and abused for and called controlled opposition and so on. We've spoken to somebody, that's our job as a media organisation, and when you watch this interview, you will see that Gareth does not sit there and idealise him, does not sit there and agree with everything he has to say. He's sat there and given an opportunity to speak and put his side of the story across without being shouted at like he was when he went on Good Morning Britain with Piers Morgan. That's the job of a media organisation. And I'm quite surprised that we've had a resistance to him coming on the show. I would happily let anybody come on Iconic and speak to them. Just done a story about Matt Hancock. If Matt Hancock wants to come on Iconic and justify his actions, I will happily have him on. I would give him an absolutely terrible time because he's a criminal. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't speak to him. So I'm quite shocked, as I said. So the thought to leave everybody with today is does freedom of speech matter if it only matters for those you agree with? Freedom of speech has to matter for everyone or it matters for nobody. That's the bedrock of any society. It has to matter for everyone. Otherwise, we're just in an echo chamber and the only way that we're going to change the world, the only way we're going to make any difference is if we reach people that we're not reaching right now. And the best way to do that is to speak to anyone and everyone and try and get as balanced views as possible so then you, the audience, can be treated with the intelligence, which I hope you believe we do, to make up your own mind on any given situation. This has been the first episode of The Daily Download. I've been Jamie Icke, and I will speak to you again tomorrow morning, 9am UK time. Have a great day, everybody. Bye for now.